David Gilbert. I'm Karen Hahn. Uh, should I be introducing myself with three names? Yes. If you wouldn't Would you mind. Would you like to? You can... No. <laughs> I think then... it's important to have one person on here that has just two names. Okay. Uh, that just goes by two names. I think that's much more appropriate. If we had nine names being said in quick succession, well, that's uh, rude and unacceptable. Rude. Yes. So... It's good that we only have we're we're dangerously close. If we let Jonah pop in for that final bit, then that would be ten names in quick succession, and that is untenable. That's why we had to kick him off the podcast and make him a producer. The, the truth comes out, folks. We're doing esoteric this week. How do we feel about the word? I think it's a good word, but as a prompt, it has really opened the gates to a lot of answers that fit technically the prompt mm -hmm. but as we were discussing off mic uh, prior to recording because of the varied range of suggestions we have coming in that has made it harder for us to pick ones that we really like and so the ones that we are sharing are the ones that we really like so like mm -hmm. that's like the good thing but if we're if we're talking about fewer tweets than normal then it's because just because the sample group was so varied it's we've we've done the opposite they say limitation breeds creativity and what i have done by asking for esoteric is open up the gates to such a space that it's basically I, I it was one step better than saying random word choice do whatever you want <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah not even a prompt write whatever you feel like and that's that's on my my fault as creating this test i mean it's not a bad thing because the ones the three tweets that i pulled i really like one because i don't understand it at all Okay. The second one, because I understand it, I understand it in theory and find it very funny because the memes are very specific that this person sent in. And the third one, because it's specific, but also um, is talking about a specific musical form. So I'm okay. just going to share the tweets that I have. Please. Yeah. Um, Start so us the off. first one is from Emma at Madon, which is Flux's score on local soil acidity. I don't know what a flux of score is. I can guess what local soil acidity is, but I have very limited understanding of okay, what that yes. is. Mm -hmm. Second mm -hmm. tweet from Juniper parenthetical girl mode at Super Lunar Uni. Ignoring math class to make memes about 1840s Texan history. And there's two memes attached. Okay. One of them is the hand slamming a button meme. Okay, yes. The hand says Angelina Everly, random citizen of Austin at the first sign of trouble. And the button is firing a cannon into a government building. <laughs> The okay, second okay. meme is the crying lady pointing at a cat meme. Mm -hmm. And the crying lady is Sam Houston, first and third president of Texas. And the cat is Mirabeau B. Lamar, second president of Texas. <laughs> They're good memes. <laughs> like, so much is conveyed through what we already know the memes are conveying. The, so the fact that I don't know any of these people like does yes. not matter as much. Okay. Yeah. I, a, a judge of a good meme is if I can truly be absolutely uh, like can't understand it whatsoever and it makes me laugh in fact i would say 
if I understand the things in the meme, it makes me laugh less. I prefer <laughs> a meme that is so far out of left field that mm-hmm. I am confused and uh, potentially frightened uh, right. after viewing it. Like, the reason these are so funny is because they're so specific. It's 1840s Texan history. Like, that's yeah. such a small niche. Yeah. Very within the prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last tweet is from Robin at Rintinton SA. Inspired by Moldova's entries into the Eurovision Song Contest 2010 through 2017, which I respect because Eurovision Song Contest is already like a pretty popular niche genre. Yes. To put two contradictory words in the same space. But this is specifically Moldova's entries and even more specifically from the window of 2010 to 2017. Um, So pre-recording this, I did look up all of Moldova's performances. Oh my gosh. Explain them to me. Tell (laughs) us about them, please. I mean, they're all pretty good is the thing. Mm -hmm. There's a pretty even balance between like ABBA vibes versus like one lady with a very powerful ballad vibes, plus like a couple of group numbers that are just very kind of kooky, which is not my favorite, personal favorite genre of Eurovision song. But there's a bunch up here and I do feel like this is the direction we should go musically for the esoteric song. Okay, Uh, I'll link some of them later so that you guys can listen to them. But Mm -hmm. I mean... They're pretty good. But, but what is it about this this range? Like, what happened pre-2010 and after 2017 that mm. Moldova no longer, you can't use? I have ones? no idea. Okay. I just assume it's, like, this person's, like, favorite ones. Okay. Right? All right. That, that makes more sense. I was thinking that there was, like, a, a pocket of Moldova's, like, culture where they just suddenly got real into hyper-pop or, like, thrash metal. And so it was only from 2010 to 2017, this is the specific genre, and now they're back into, like, approachable pop. No, it, other countries have done that, but Moldova, their recent entries have been pretty typical Eurovision, is Okay, typical say. Eurovision. Yeah, in a good way. Like, I really like some of the songs. Okay, all right. That's good to know. I went to a Eurovision party once in my life, back when you could go to parties and things, and it was a very fun experience to be around a bunch of other Americans uh, <laughs> watching the Eurovision contest at like noon. It was like the, the, the experience of watching Eurovision at a time that isn't late at night when you could be like partying with your friends and like really getting into the vibe. Watching it as though it's like a golf tournament is a very strange experience, <laughs> but I loved every minute of it. I do feel like it's gotten more and more popular in the U.S. recently. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's a good thing because your vision song contest rules. It's so fun. Yes. I also do think that the Netflix movie, Your Vision Song Contest, should win at least one Oscar. I was going to ask, actually, I have not seen it. It's recommended for me. And I it's was so good. Laura, you, you would love it. Okay. I, I trust you with my life and I will watch <laughs> it tonight because I it is something that is like consistently like Netflix is like, hey, have you thought about this one tonight? And consistently I'm like, oh, <laughs> not the right night for it whatever uh ask karen if it's worth my time and the fact highly, that you said recommend. i would love it I, okay i'm gonna watch it mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm now i'm really excited because it just <laughs> uh, speaking of watching things uh this one ne- isn't necessarily one that i'm expecting to uh to turn into a song but i i have one coming from david at dizzy and lost meticulously constructed diorama youtube holes uh which is the current <laughs> hole that you i right am now yeah. in, Wait, really? right now 
It is, yeah. which is amazing because it is a truly esoteric thing that is unbelievably specific to me because for the past week I have watched every single video off of a YouTube channel called Studson Studios. Uh, he does incredible videos and he just basically makes like beautiful looking like video game or really Studio good. Ghibli uh, really? dioramas and models out of garbage. And it's just really? like, and he's got a great <laughs> editing style. Uh, anyway, I've watched. Yeah, literally uh, like yesterday, um, we had like an empty box of a, a tea, a box of tea that we just finished and Brian like came back into the room I'm carrying it he was like but like what if i use this to craft though like should yeah. i not throw this away because <laughs> like i could craft the problem with watch the thing i love about meticulously constructed diorama youtube holes is that it makes <laughs> me feel like i have that talent and mm -hmm. today i was taking a walk and i saw on the side of the road a uh, skateboard deck no wheels like the wheels had been taken off and it was just chucked on the side and i was like oh, i'll bring that home and i walked <laughs> literally i walked a whole block a whole block no. with this in my hand and i was like no, Brian, I you can't, can't. you not, you can't make these. That's not you, Brian. You can't oh, bring home a skate. You don't skateboard either. It's not like you can even turn it into a functional thing. You just have a, a full ass skateboard of like five pounds of wood that you want to put into your New York apartment. You're not going to do anything with it, Brian. Put it back down. And so I put it down next to, I didn't put it in the trash can. I put it next to the trash can in case someone who is good at crafting walked by and could pick it up. Also, the thing home. is like the things that you have watched being crafted are all like half a centimeter thick foam board I was gonna yes. or like coffee stirs. How it's absolutely not skateboard not wood skateboard. level. <laughs> but it could. Are they, how small are they? Like how, like um, if you were going to No create, bigger like, than a Nalgene. Like, like, wow, like as a base. Fantastic. Like, yeah, I'd say they're. I'm gesturing right now. Yeah, yeah. Gesturing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> hear this as a gesture, podcast like a, listeners. A foot across. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like, say fits yeah. on a desk. Okay. Um, um, well, okay. So please stop me if I have talked about this on this podcast before, because I think- I have, or at least I've talked to you guys about this. Uh, the the current like very specific YouTube thing that I'm really into is Aquarium Person. Have I talked about mm -hmm. this before? I love Aquarium Person. Uh, Hit me yes, with it again. Aquarium Person makes these beautiful specific aquarium things. I believe this person 3D prints like the the various containers, different filters and stuff, and then shrimps come into his into his yes. habitat without. I have never seen him put a shrimp in. I've seen him put a carrot slice in, a thin, thin carrot slice, and then the shrimps come and they eat it. And um, leaves grow on the top and you have to put a little ring on the top so that sunlight can still get in. These are like 17 to 23 minute long videos that I'm watching with no words at just about building specific aquariums. And I, oh, it does make me want a clear tank of tiny shrimps, but it's so much work though, I think. It's so much work based on what I what I'm yeah. watching. Yeah, it seems very hard very to maintain hard. that life. Like every YouTube channel or Instagram channel that I follow that is about like people taking care of a certain kind of animal that is not a cat or dog right. tends to be like, that's what they do with their life. Yes, like yes, there's yes. nothing <laughs> else outside that because yes. those animals are so high maintenance. Yes. The smaller it is, the more easily you can accidentally kill it with too much sunlight, I think is the, oh. or, or not enough or... Well, I'm speaking specifically about these shrimps because they appear to really <laughs> need a certain kind of, they're so small. Some are tiny slugs, not shrimps. They're different, but some are tiny slugs in shells. How do they get, I just, they're so. There's this a, is a question of sourcing. Right. Yeah. If you put videos. enough clovers in water, do you get slugs? 
No, I don't <laughs> think so. You have to put like at least one slug in there to start. Right? I'm, pretty, don't you think? I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Like old scientists thought that maggots were built from meat, right? Yes. Like you leave meat out and then maggots would come from that. Like that was just how it worked. Yeah, but you're saying that from a space where we already know that that's not true. Right. Yeah, so- but- <laughs> <laughs> but what if you know what I'm saying? But like, but what if we didn't know that, well, right? I'm I'm watching these videos specifically with an eye for when he puts a living thing in the tank, and maybe I'm just not watching the right videos. But every time it's like he's putting the beautiful water in, and then he's like clearing out. He uses nice big long tweezers to clear out some of the clovers mm-hmm. that are too big and don't belong there anymore. Mm-hmm. And the shrimps are there, and there there's so many of them. I and imagine I, he where, must. Laura, just have cut. you? Have you accidentally stumbled upon God's YouTube channel? I think I'm watching. Have you accidentally stumbled upon the creator of life's YouTube it's, channel? It's possible. I mean, also the way he he puts little foam sponges perfectly cut in squares that mm-hmm. fit nicely in. I just don't know. Anyway, it's what I'm spending a lot of my time. I, I have not seen him put in a living thing, but I've seen the living things swarm on a thin, thin like just so thin slice of a carrot and they leave only its little carrot veins which you would think what beautiful how could this be it's so good but anyway i'm sure there's so much knowledge i lack in order to really understand it but it is what makes it mysterious and beautiful to me i've i've taken us on a tangent i have talked too long about aquariums i am so sorry this is good though i think this is important that we should people should talk about this because i'm thinking about no biographies no autobiographies or biographies of famous people have ever included the fact that it's like and then they watched seven seasons of friends in Mm. two days or like oh and then i mean i feel like two months that will happen eventually. Yeah. Like, we're I, at a stage where the famous people will now talk about that yeah, kind of but stuff. Like, like, that probably is in Kim Kardashian's biography yeah. or something, where she's like, I watched, like, this TV show for a while. Yeah, but, like, I'm thinking about, like, I, you know, I journal every day, and even I don't put, like, the weird YouTube videos that I stumble on well, every single day, right? Well, you're not journaling thoroughly YouTubers. enough because the last three months of my journals have just been just in-depth aquarium <laughs> <laughs> analyses. I'm thinking of like an 1840s Texas historical <laughs> concept here. What did they do if they didn't have niche YouTube content to dive into and get obsessed with for a period of a month, right? Like, did they just play hoops outside? Is that the only thing that they Well, could it do? seems like they were busy firing cannons into government buildings based yes. on this meme. Based on what, what that's true. <laughs> these memes would tell us. I'll bring up, this is a tweet that I liked and it's from at Adrian Heslop, and it's my ranking of Utah produced cheeses, which I thought is hmm. nice. And I don't, again, something I don't know anything about, but I like the idea that yeah. someone has a ranking of them. I like that they're like, how many are there? And and I don't know. I thought that was, that's one that I flagged. I don't know. It just spoke to me. I like to, I like to have a cumulative ranking of any sort of like any sort of thing that comes, Utah is known for its cheeses, right? Like they're, no, no, I don't think yeah. so. Really, it's thought, Wisconsin is it Wisconsin? Well, okay, but Utah is the land of milk and honey, or is that a different state? Right? Isn't isn't one of them have that Which, special? I'm pretty sure that's Karen's looking it up for me. Yeah, what is Utah the land of? It's California. California is the land of milk and honey. Yes. I thought it was a Golden State. Maybe I'm. I, it is called the Golden State, and also the land of milk and honey. Well, mm, that just goes to show you stuff. I don't know about <laughs> states. Seems it just like goes, he's chosen the wrong aisle to go down well, the supermarket here. I mean, 
I, I never go down the wrong aisle in the supermarket. There's just I've new things to discover. I've been with you to the supermarket. I know that's not true. <laughs> I go down it and I think maybe, mm, I didn't mean to go down the cat food aisle. I don't have a cat in my house anymore, but maybe, maybe it's worth it. Is it possible that Utah's slogan is Utah, life elevated? Because that's something I've stumbled upon just here. Past slogans have included greatest snow on earth. Okay. I just Googled Utah slogan, and under the Google result for Utah motto, it just says industry. <laughs> and that several other sites are uh, corroborating this, where it's like plaque display in the center of Utah's great seal with a state motto, industry. That's, That's it. the motto. And apparently the state nickname is the Beehive State, so... Okay. Land of the Saints, the Mormon state, the Deseret state, the Salt Lake state, the Beehive state. Wow. <laughs> you know what my motto is? Industry. Yeah. That's not how that's not a that's a word. You're just saying a word. You can't yeah. use that as a motto. No. But I, but I do see a postcard illustration that says life elevated. So Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm now now I'm just kind of deep in the Utah hole, right? Uh, I'm checking out um, the state insect is the honeybee. That's where why I thought it was a honey and milk state. The state gem is topaz, in case you want to know that. The state fish is the Bonneville cutthroat trout. So a lot of things going on in Utah that we... But, oh my God! Utah.gov, no. state motto, quotes, industry. Wow! That's it! Holy cow. Oh... I mean, if you just have one, <laughs> I don't, what is going on in Utah? I mean, I would go so far as to say that most state mottos are bad. <laughs> All right, well, let's find the best one. I think, okay, well, you said so. You said it would be, but Maryland's state motto is Fatimashi parole femine. <laughs> this is a sexist quote from the 17th no. the 16th century pope became Maryland's state motto. Oh, wow. Um, it yep, means that's bad. manly deeds, bad. womanly words. Um, oh. There are actually several one-word mottos, and I'll go through them now. Yes. Okay, hit me. Um, California them. is Eureka! Exclamation point. I can dig that one, though. I like, yeah. That has <laughs> spunk um, in the way that industry Maine doesn't. Maine is Dirigo, Dirigo, Latin. Okay. okay. New York is Excelsior. Yes. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Rhode Island is hope. Texas okay. is friendship. Utah's industry, which we already know. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Wisconsin is forward. All right. All okay. of those except for Utah seem to be hopeful or meaningful. But yes. industry is, it does seem to stick out a little bit. I like that Virginia's motto is six Semper Tyrannis, which is what John Wilkes Booth yelled after shooting Abraham Lincoln in the head. <laughs> It's a, a classic, <laughs> classic state motto. I feel like you should change that. Like yeah. the meaning generally is like good, but it's not associated it's a, with that meeting anymore. Yeah. It's just associated with the night that Lincoln died. Yeah. Not a great no. thing. But that being said, who besides us is looking up state mottos these days? I can guarantee Probably you, like middle schoolers. It's, it does. Yeah. It's probably middle schoolers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, can I Can I hit you with with a tweet that I, I do think might might be the thing that we go with here. Yes, a um, bold declaration. <laughs> this one comes from Ryan Stickney from at Ryan Sonura. Technical term, snedding billhook, which I have looked up. Those are indeed two technical terms. Uh, the billhook is a versatile cutting tool used widely in agriculture and forestry for cutting woody material. 
sneading is the process of stripping the side shoots and buds from the length of a uh, the branch or shoot, usually of a tree or a woody shrub. So if you have a sneading bull bill hook, you are cutting the like limbs sticking out of a tree. A sneading bill hook to me could also mean a million other things, and part of me wishes I never looked it up because I the words themselves are just so beautiful to me. And who can claim snedding billhook except for potentially us and the people who use an actual snedding billhook? Who can claim it? Uh, what? Never mind. <laughs> you know what? Well, wait, this makes me think of, I recently heard, um, do you guys know the, maybe this is knowledge that a lot of people have, but I just didn't have it, but there is a name for the cardboard sleeve that goes around like takeout coffee cups. I heard about this on NPR. It was part of a larger story, which I did not ultimately hear very much of, but I, I tuned in just enough to hear the person <laughs> drop this fact about what the cardboard sleeve around a coffee cup is called. Have you, do you guys know what it is called? Have you heard, have you, did you know that it has a name and do you know I, what it's no. called? It is my distinct pleasure to tell you that it is called a zarf. A zarf? Zarf. I believe Z-A-R-F. It is called a zarf. Okay. And that was delightful to me. Uh, mm -hmm. I bring it up because I think it is, I think it belongs in the snedding bill hook part of the podcast conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, do, I also think it's not a thing that I could be like, oh, do you guys have any zarfs? Like next time I go to a coffee shop no. in 2022 no. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Wait, I, I don't well, think I could say. I don't say... know. Do you think they train their Starbucks employees to like know what a zarf is? What a zarf Maybe, is? But, but the problem, I think it's less about training the people and more about um, how much space you have in your heart to be completely embarrassed uh, for asking for a zarf in a... In I also <laughs> think that you could go up to an employee and be like, oh, do you guys have any zerns? And also, like, that could be... Like, zarf is so weird a word that maybe yeah. it could... Anything could be that cardboard plastic thing. Yeah. Maybe not. Zern was not the best. This I mean, is, that's... This feels like a conversation on the, the genesis of language, where it's like, <laughs> just people have to agree on a sound widely <laughs> enough for that to be accepted as what X all there is. No, yeah. You're right. You're right, Karen. Yeah. And Zarf is just such a... It's such a... Who it's such a bizarre word for such a, a normal sort of object. Zarf is great. It's huh. It seems very... Oh, this is... A, it's a foreign word? It's oh. from Arabic. Oh, is it? Oh. And it's originally not to refer to like the little paper sleeves, but it's uh, the Wikipedia definition is it's a holder usually of ornamental metal for a coffee cup without a handle. Oh, wow. So much to look. So, so it seems like learn. that that um, term has kind of just been well, it, now appropriated feels... is not what I mean, but like just brought into a modern. Yeah, yeah. Age. I'll Wild. drop a picture of what it actually is into the discord chat right now. Zarf makers. Oh, that's beautiful. This is a beautiful object. That's incredible. And it's yeah, way that's... more beautiful than than a cardboard sleeve. A cardboard yeah. sleeve should have yeah. a worse name, I think. <laughs> like, it should be like, well, it yeah. should just be a well, worse at, name. It's like, At the bottom of the page for Zarf, there's literally, see also, coffee cup sleeve, and that has its own page. Yeah. <laughs> its own, so so oh, Wikipedia is like... Coffee cup sleeves, also known as paper Zarfs. Oh, paper, paper Zarfs. zarfs. That's yeah. That's kind of like being like, oh, calling your letter opener a scimitar. Like you, you can't really get away <laughs> right, with okay. that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you just have to accept that it's not as cool. Wow. Sometimes they they've been made from silver, gold, copper, brass. They've been made of coconut, ebony, ivory. Um, that's pretty cool. Wow. 
can can I come at y'all with um an idea for what this song should be? Um, <laughs> we spoke about Moldova's Eurovision entries. What if the United States had a United States vision sort of song contest and Utah happened to be entering in their song specifically about their industry and potentially all of the things they make there. But I've assumed Utah creates zarfs in some capacity, right? Unless that's fully outsourced. Somebody's got to be making those paper zarfs. I, I, would ass- I would hope that Utah is involved in that in some way. They've got a lot of things to be chopping down trees with snedding billhooks over there. So like building a, a maybe just like a Utah tourism thing made by people who've... I've been to Utah once when I was... Like, maybe five, Laura? When did we go? And we spent maybe, like, a day in Utah, right? When we went on, like, a long car trip. Yeah, we went on a long car trip. When we were both very young. Yes. So, sure. I would say it's possible that we were in Utah for a amount of time. (laughs) Two people who potentially maybe have set foot in Utah 20 years ago. And one person who definitely hasn't. Right, Karen? I do not believe I've been to Utah. I'm looking, I'm on Utah's tourism website right now, trying to look at the major landmarks and see if I recognize any of them. And okay. I do not. I do not remember this place. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Westworld. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah. I think this is good for me. I think Utah needs, you need, Utah needs a tourism song. Uh, but about all the things that most people don't know about Utah, I think is what it should really be focused on. Not the monuments, not the cool things, just the niche stuff. This is the place where we've come to be. You know the state insect is the sweet honey bee. Show 
I'd go to Utah now. <laughs> I've not to say that I wouldn't have gone before. Well, I probably this is the thing that has now decided I I will make it a, a now a goal of mine to go mm-hmm. to Utah at some point and a point when I can hopefully remember it and be sure that I have that been you have to in Utah. fact been are to you Utah. like an all 50 states person uh, I don't know I would love to if I had if I still had like you know the 50 state quarters yeah you know that yeah. map that you could put them in yes yes if I could I do there's I still have that deep nostalgic want to mm-hmm. to collect all of those yeah. and go to all of the states yeah. but if I can only go to one state from here on out it'll oh, be no. Utah and then I'll be, and then I'll be good <laughs> And if you want to go to a state of happiness, you can check out our Bandcamp. Let's make a music dot bandcamp dot com. Uh, we release all of our music there. Uh, we have two EPs, and we're coming up. We're rounding out this one soon. Yeah. Uh, also, th- I don't foresee us putting them on Spotify. A lot of people do keep asking us, like, when are the albums going to be on Spotify? The fact is, that's the only way that we make any sort of income yeah. from this podcast and the only like source of support for it. Yeah. So uh, we'll probably just, I mean, obviously you can, you could just go to the podcasts and listen to the yeah, last five minutes yeah. if you feel really <laughs> wanting yeah. to. But Since, that is the reason that the songs alone are not yeah. um, going up anywhere besides Bandcamp. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, you can support us there. Uh, throw us a couple bucks uh, and it helps us keep making this podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a part of the show, you know the way to do it. We're on Twitter at Let's Make a Music. We put out prompts every two weeks and we need you guys to suggest song titles, uh, titles of songs you wish existed. And if you do so and you and you tweet at us, your song title might be brought up on the podcast. And so uh, we love when you when you bring us those ideas. And that's that's another great way to support us. And if you want to find all of us just around on social media, um, you can find me on Twitter at Karen Y. Han. Uh, you can find Brian on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Gilbert and also on Patreon and YouTube at Brian David Gilbert. Uh, you can find Laura on uh, Instagram at LK Gilbert and you can find Jonah on Instagram and Twitter um, at Altogether Band on Twitter and Altogether underscore Band on Instagram. Ooh, and also uh, speaking of Altogether Things, uh, we have vinyl of Silo, which is our most recent album. We have our physical copies of records, which is a wild thing to see. But those are going to be going on sale sometime soon. Uh, so just keep locked in uh, and check that out on any of the altogether stuff. Yeah, we just listened to one of the first vinyl recently. It sounds really good. And I don't get any money for saying that. So, you know, <laughs> you know, it's good. It's it sounds truth. really good. And also about two steps low because our uh, record player is slow. So it <laughs> just made everything a little bit deeper. Uh, but it was uh, other than that, the record Look, itself I sounds brought, great. I brought the record player into this house. Uh, I've had it for like five years now. It's just the way that it is. If you're complaining, you can get a new one. <laughs> It's true. No, I like it. I like the extra. It's I call it bass boosting, um, and it it's it works great for me. <laughs> we'll see you all in two weeks.
what's this? A thing at the end of the podcast? What could this be? Guess what? It's me talking about a different podcast. Now that you're done listening to this show, you should go listen to Follow Friday. It's the weekly interview podcast with the best people on the internet. And you're going to hear from creators like Avery Truffleman, Ryan Broderick, and Ali Ward as they tell Eric Johnson who they follow online and why. Who makes them laugh? Who inspires them? Who do they have a crush on? You'll discover new people to follow and learn a lot about your favorite creators. You can search for Follow Friday in your podcast app or go to followfridaypodcast.com to learn more.